First Christian Center. It's time for Dr. Jomo Cousins on Fresh Wind Radio. As soon as Jesus said, I'm going to meet you on the other side, it didn't matter what you had to go through, you're going to make it to the other side. Now, see, the revelation is sometimes God gives us a word and we don't know how it's going to manifest. But as long as God said, you're going to make it to the other side. I don't care if you have some setbacks. I don't care if some things didn't work out the way you planned. Once God said, you're going to make it to the other side. It was just a matter of time. What are you saying, Pastor? Don't lose your dreams. Though it may tarry, it shall surely come to pass. The Bible says, write the vision, make it plain. I'm telling you, family, though you have some setbacks, you're going to make it to the other side. We hope you're excited to hear God's word today on Fresh Wind Radio. We've got some incredible opportunities lined up for you later on in the broadcast to support this radio ministry. But for now, let's get straight to the word with Dr. Jomo Cousin. God is doing something Name said neighbor. I don't know what boat you need to get out of, but today you're gonna come out. Yeah, you're gonna come out of that boat. Praise God. I, I, some of us, it's a boat of depression. Some of us, a, a boat of lack. Some of us, the boat is a job we shouldn't be at. Some of us, maybe a relationship. I don't know what boat has you bound, but I tell you today, you got to get out. Today, as I delve into part four of you're in a place too small for your call, it's subtitled, Get Out of Your Boat. Get Out of Your Boat. I, I read this story from Wayne Cadero's book, Dream Chasers. The richest place on earth is not the diamond mines of South Africa or the gold caches of Ecuador. It's not the oil fields of Saudi Arabia or the uranium excavations of the Balkans. Neither is the mineral deposits of the Dead Sea. No, the richest plot of land on this planet is many times in our neighborhood. You might even have driven past one on your way to church today. It's a cemetery. That's right, the graveyard is the wealthiest place in all creation. Beneath those rectangles, pieces of sod like countless unsung melodies, unwritten dreams and poems. The grassy plots overflow with brilliant ideas that could have transformed the world. Our burial ground breaks with unattained successes and unrealized dreams. Some of you are pregnant with destiny and you have to be willing to push to manifest the dream that God has called you to. You were fearfully and wonderfully made in his image and his likeness. So God doesn't make junk. So there's something that you have to do. And I tell you today, don't die pregnant. Whatever God's put on the inside of you, you have to birth it. And birthing that miracle, that breakthrough, that increase, that promotion, you will have to step out of your boat. To manifest what God has called you to. 
God has called you higher. And you cannot stay in the boat of average any longer. Today, today, the word will be coming from Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. We're going to start on verse 22. Prior to this verse, Jesus had just fed 5,000. And he told his disciples to go to the other side. As we go to verse 22, it says this, immediately he directed the disciples to get into the boat. Go ahead of him to the other side. Revelation. He told them to get in the boat. Ah. Now, pastor, the sermon is get out the boat. I feel you. I feel you on that. But Jesus told them to get in the boat. The key point to this scripture is get in the boat and go to the other side. The body of water is the Sea of Galilee. Everyone say, I'm going to make it. To the other side. What do you mean, pastor? As soon as Jesus said, I'm going to meet you on the other side, it didn't matter what you had to go through, you're going to make it to the other side. Now, see, the revelation is sometimes God gives us a word and we don't know how it's going to manifest. But as long as God said, you're going to make it to the other side. I don't care if you have some setbacks. I don't care if some things didn't work out the way you planned. Once God said... You're going to make it to the other side. It was just a matter of time. What are you saying, Pastor? Don't lose your dreams. Though it may tarry, it shall surely come to pass. The Bible says, write the vision, make it plain. I'm telling you, family, though you have some setbacks, you're going to make it to the other side. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he shall lie nor the son of man that he shall repent. So in this scripture, when God, when Jesus said, I'm going to meet you on the other side. It was already done. And the challenge in life, sometimes storms kit our lives. And now we try to figure out, did God really mean what he said? Don't allow your temporary trial to change what God told you. <laughs> the Bible says in Philippians that he who has begun a good work will complete it. So whatever God has started in your life, don't get discouraged with a few rainy days. Ah, the sun will come out again. <laughs> yes, I know it's chilly today, but don't worry. <laughs> Give it a little more time, it's going to be warm again. And that's why it's good to be together, because you get warm. He says, go to the other side. Verse 23, after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. <sighs> Question, if Jesus had to get by himself with the Father, how much more should you get by yourself with God? If Jesus had to separate himself for some people, so he can hear from God. How much more should you be? Now let me clarify. Prayer is not a wish list. Father, I need some money. Father, I need a house. Father, I need a man. Father, he needs to have good credit. And hopefully he got good teeth. Because I need some babies and my clock is ticking. Father God, I need a lady that's 36, 20-something, 36. Lord, I don't need to have any babies or stretch marks. 
Lord, let her have credit. No, 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 no. Here's my prayer now as I've grown. Father God, I just thank you for this day. Father God, I thank you that I never saw myself where I am, but you did it. Father God, I thank you right now that I got more health than sickness. Father God, I thank you that I got a roof over my head. Father God, I thank you that the car cranked up this morning. Father God, I thank you that I got enough gas to get home. Father God, I thank you, Father God, for using me. Father God, I thank you. Now, what are you saying, Pastor? I've realized if God doesn't do anything else for me, I can say thank you. And what I'm saying is, uh, once you get this attitude in your life, that prayer is not a wish list. Prayer is an opportunity for me to say thank you. Uh, prayer is my chance to, to commune with the Father. Prayer is my opportunity to hear from God. So after I go through all the things I'm thanking him for, I go like this. I say, Father, what would you have your son to do today? See, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. When's the last time you said, Father, what do you need from me today? Father, is there somebody I can pray for? Father, is there somebody I can help today? Lord, what do you need me, Father? I want to be your vessel. I want to be your tool. Use me, Father. Is there anything that I can do, Father God, to, to help your kingdom grow today? What do you need from me today, Father? See, what you have to realize is that our faith walk is not a wish list. Because guess what? The Bible says God will give you the desires of your heart. Daddy already want to bless you. So you don't have to ask for the blessing. You are are a child of the most high God. That's his heart towards you. His heart towards you is to bless you. So Jesus says, I need to spend some time with my father. I need to talk to him. This is a critical aspect of this scripture. But Jesus makes it plain that he had to get away from the noise. I'm in my car now and I, I, I sit there and I just pray and I, I saw y'all walk into church and I'm sitting in the car and I'm just praying and thanking God that, that God allowed me he, just to be on this stage because uh, one, one, one of my armor bearers, uh, he was at some store and uh, he said, uh, no, no, it was uh, Marcus, 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 right? He was saying, yeah, he's at his Subway store. And uh, uh, he, he, he said, uh, there's a guy came in here and said he knew you from, from FAMU. And he says, uh, I know the old Jomo. Uh, he said, yeah, you, he says, he's changed a lot. He says, you know you're a preacher now. Yeah, yeah, everybody know he's a preacher. <laughs> he says, but, but I know the old Jomo. And I said, Marcus, did he take it any further than that? He says, no. He says, you're just much different. Uh, uh, and I'm coming to tell you today, family. Uh, I am so thankful that God will use me. I'm so thankful that it, all the mistakes I've made, that God would still use me. Uh, 
You don't know how many Sundays I stand here feeling that I don't qualify to tell you anything. But, but that's how good our God is. God can use a broken vessel and give you a word. God can use anybody. So I'm telling you, don't let the word, world get you down about what you don't qualify. Because I'm telling you what God has blessed, no man can curse. And if God has called you, no man can take the call that's on your life. And I tell you, they family, <laughs> I'm only where I am. Because I've made up my mind that i got to get quiet and say, Lord, what do you need me to do? I promise you, family, every saint has a past. Every sinner has a future. Come on, church, let's say it. Every saint has a past. Every sinner has a future. You're listening to Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Dr. Cousins will be back in just a moment with more fresh perspective from God's never-changing word. In the meantime, we wanted to let you know that you can hear our current series and many others by logging on to our website at freshwindradio.com. For your gift today of any amount, Dr. Cousins would love to send you his current teaching series entitled How to Hear God. This nine-part series unlocks the secrets to experiencing God's voice in fresh new ways. And it can be yours today. Simply log on to our website at freshwindradio.com and click the Donate tab. All of us at Freshwind want to thank you for continuing to give to this listener-supported radio broadcast. We all know communication is important to developing any relationship. But when it comes to our relationship with God, communication is vital. Prayer is the key to strengthening the lines of communication between you and God. And Dr. Jomo Cousins wants to help you build that conversation by sending you his prayer CD. For your gift of any amount to this radio ministry, Dr. Cousins will send you this audio compilation of prayers pulled right from the Word of God. So to give your gift today, simply visit our website at freshwindradio.com. Hey, did you know you can join Dr. Jomo Cousins each weekday morning for 20 minutes of prayer to start your day? That's right. Monday through Friday at 6.30 a.m. Eastern, Dr. Jomo hosts a prayer conference call. It's a great way to begin your day in communication with the Father. The number to call in is 712-432-0075. Again, the number is 712-432-0075. You simply enter the access code 101-804. Again, the access code is 101-804. For more information or to leave a prayer request for Dr. Jomo to pray over, please visit our website at freshwindradio.com. And now, let's get back to the Word. It has a past. Every sinner has a future. Come on, church, let's say it. Every saint has a past. Every sinner has a future. Come on, say it again. Every saint has a past. Every sinner has a future. Now look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't care what you've done. I want you to know that he's able. Yeah, he's able. He's able. I'll give God a shout of praise. Has God done anything for you? God brought you out of some stuff? If people only knew what you've been through. See, people only see the other side. 
But see, it, you look cute today, but if they knew what you've been through, you look better than what you've been through. <laughs> oh, Father. He said, he says, I, I, I got to pray. Uh, Kurt Franklin had a song, said, we got to pray just to, some of y'all need to get that song. <laughs> verse, verse 24 says, uh, but the boat by this time was already at long distance from the land, tossed and battered by waves, for the wind was against them. In the fourth watch of night, about three, to, between 3 and 6 a.m., Jesus came to them walking on the water. Verse 26 when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately he spoke to them saying, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Last Sunday, we, we taught on Joshua 1.8 where he says, be strong and of good courage. Uh, then in verse 28, he says this. Peter replied to him, Lord, if it's really you, command me. Come on this wall. Now, there's a whole bunch of meat and a whole bunch of revelation, and I'm going to take my time because you need to get this. Lord, if it's really you, Peter understood that Jesus doesn't work in the natural. He works in the supernatural. So if I can come on the water, I don't have to question who it is because only God can do that. Now, the other revelation that really hit me, Peter wasn't walking by faith. Now, Pastor, you break this down. Peter wasn't walking by faith. He was walking on the revelation and the relationship he had with Christ. Okay, Pastor, what are you saying? Numbers 23, 19. God cannot lie. So, Peter said, if God tells me to walk on the water, I don't have to worry about sinking because in his word is the power to fulfill. So I'm going to wait for him to command me because if he commands me, he can't take it back. So, so if God says I can walk on the water, I can walk on the water. So I'm not just going to step out on the boat. I want God to tell me to walk on the water because once he says it, it's already done. So now he's not walking on the water. He's walking on the word. Because Jesus is, John 1, 1, study for yourself. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, One fourteen, and the Word became flesh, and his name was Jesus. So he says to him, he's the author and the finisher. So right now, the word finisher means he's the editor. So now Simon Peter says, change your word. He's saying, now I want you to edit the plan. I want you to change the script so I can walk on the water. What are you saying, Pastor? I don't care what situation you face. We face a God that can change your situation. What seems to be natural, God can turn that thing around. So Simon says, if it's you, command me to walk on this water. Ooh. Now, if you can get a hold of this word for your life, you will understand when he says that you are the head and not the tail. You are above. Now, when are you going to start stepping into who he's called you to be? 
You were fearfully and wonderfully made in his image and his likeness. You are a child of the most high king. There's favor on your life. But if you don't know who you are, you will walk below your level. You better understand who you are. Look at your neighbor and say, you better recognize. You better recognize. You better recognize. You don't know who I'm rolling with. (laughs) Verse 29. Another revelation. He said, come. Now, Simon Peter asked to come on the water, but prior to coming on the water, he says, Lord, command me to, because now I know if the word goes forth, it cannot return void, absent of power. So then Jesus responds with a great word. He says to him, come. Pastor, why is it significant? Well, Jesus didn't say, come, Peter. He says, come, meaning anybody in the boat. He didn't limit it. He says, come, Pastor, give me the revelation. When Jesus was at the tomb of Lazarus, he didn't say, come, because every dead body was dead. He had to specify, come. So what I'm trying to tell you is, when Jesus tells you to come, it means everybody has the ability to come out of whatever boat you're in. Now I want to know what boat has you bound. Because Jesus says you can. Boat of debt, boat of depression, boat of doubt, boat of fear. What boat has you bound? You can come out of it. Because Jesus said come. Come broken. Come hurt. Come abused. Come addicted. Come. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who labor. Come on, y'all some word people. We know we work the word in this house. Matthew, come to me, all those who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Uh, the hardest thing of the faith walk is resting in him. My, my, my pastor called me this week at, at Joe Mo's game. He says, how you doing? How you doing? I said, man, I'm good, man. He says, how, how, how the trip go with Jemiah? You know, I know y'all went to Duke last week. How'd it go? I said, it wasn't what we wanted to hear. I said, said, how you doing? I said, the church doing well. He said, no, that's not the question I asked you. I said, how are you doing? I said, well, I'm doing, I'm I'm all right, I'm all right. He says, well, you know, he says, "Uh, Jomo, it's been a long season for you. He says, you know, I know the story. You know, your mama dying, your your daddy dying. You know, your daughter's been sick now three and a half years, going back and forth to the hospital. And he says, then you get cancer. He says, this is a lot on you. How are you doing? I said, well, and he said, how are you? I said, I'm doing good. And he says, what have you learned from this? I said, I, I've learned what worship is. Because see, the passion, the crucifixion, that was called worship. Him going through it was called worship. So whenever life throws an opportunity for you to persevere, that's an act of when, when you don't feel like praying, and you pray anyway, that is my, when I want to cry, but I laugh. When I, when I make up my mind that, yea, though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. That's your worship. I said, I, I've learned what it is to be a worshiper now, because I, previously I thought worship was when everything in my life was good. 
And now I know true worship is on your knees. Whoo! True worship is when you don't know what to do. True worship is when you have no answers. And all you can do is say hallelujah. The servant ran to him and says, is it well with the child? child had died and the woman says it is well that's worship you've been listening to Fresh Wind with Dr. Jomo Cousins Senior Pastor of Love First Christian Center in Tampa, Florida if you've been blessed by the word today you can pick up a copy of today's message or any of our other great teaching series by simply visiting our website at freshwindradio.com All of us at Fresh Wind want to thank you for listening and for your continued support to this radio ministry. If you'd like to support Fresh Wind Radio, you can do so by visiting our website at freshwindradio.com and simply clicking the Donate tab. Thanks again for supporting. We'll see you next time on Fresh Wind Radio.